The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Rated E for everyone, 10 and up. This episode is brought to you by our patrons like Hannah Kessie, who support the show on a monthly basis. Join the club and get patron-only bonus content called Stories We Couldn't Fit on the Show. Sign up today at patreon.com slash thatstoryshow. And now for the soothing, calming sounds of John Steinklobber. Or it could be just another fart story. Hey! This is that story show, people. Hey, who's cooking pizza? I turned into a bat. I flew into this sweet house. I left her some guano. Hey, podcast people, this is That Story Show, where we're telling hilarious real-life stories and inviting you to do the same. It's episode 362, brought to the week of August 20th. Uh, I'm sorry, 352. <laughs> I can't read. <laughs> I'm your host. My name is James Kinnison, and my good friend is here who can read. <laughs> hey, I am John, and the best way to let people know you care is by giving them a face mask that smells like lavender. Really? I, that's what I heard. What I does guess. lavender smell like? It's a flower. Yeah, and it's it smells like a flower. Oh, I they could. put the smell in like like fabric softeners and stuff. Yeah, it's supposed to induce like a a restful, relaxing scent. Oh. I I don't know why my face lavender. mask smells like laundry detergent. So maybe that's mm. what that is. My face know. mask smells like bad breath. Mine was shiny Which is weird, on I don't the have inside. Bad breath. Ooh, shiny face mask, Well, huh? it's because I, w- I went to Silver Dollar City this past weekend, and yeah, I, yeah. I sweated it a whole bunch, and um, so the inside of my face mask got a lot of sweat on it, and it turned mm. shiny. <laughs> it turned shiny. Because of all the sweat, yeah. So it's From pretty Silver gross. Silver Dollar City. Yeah. We had a great time, though. Thanks for asking. It was great. I didn't get a chance to. I know. So How was it? I, I went ahead and told you it was it was good. Well, dang um, it! It was interesting going during COVID, you know, yeah. because uh, it's it's an interesting thing because nobody there wants to obey the rules. You could even tell right. that the workers don't agree with them. They're hardcore Trump supporters. You know, it's just uh, that world. They don't they okay. don't they don't like masks, but they have to stay <laughs> in business, so they have to so obey the all the rules. Devil. So. It, right. It's it's interesting, but we had to, you know, re- deal with reduced ride capacity and all kinds oh, of stuff like that. You so. had to have an empty seat next to you or in between you yeah, and uh or or you yeah, or if it was you and your family, you could sit together, but they would leave a space, you know, between yeah. your group and the next group, you know, that kind of stuff. So Friday like there was nobody there, really. But but <laughs> But uh, it it still took forever to get through the lines because of the reduced capacity. It was interesting. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Really weird. 
well, that's not fun. I mean, because I, I, I've heard some people around the school here talking about going to Disney. Mm. And, and they're like, oh, it's going to be great because, you know, there's going to be less people there and this and this and that. And I'm thinking, well, that does sound like a good idea. But now from what you're saying, it might not be so great. Yeah, when they're putting five people on a roller coaster instead <laughs> of 30. Yeah, it, it's yeah. going to take a while to get through that. Line. Oh, hey, how about our intro? Um, was that not hilarious or, or that what? was? I don't know if you picked me up laughing at that. Hopefully, uh, you didn't. But, uh, <laughs> I was hey, laughing. As, Are you ready for a fun show? A soothing. It's either going to be a soothing voice <laughs> or a fart joke. I love it. Fart joke. What? It could be both. It could be. It could be a soothing fart joke. How about could that? Could be. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Uh, we always start with an opening story. And this one's pretty good. This one's got, I got to admit, Peggy Hudson said it's a good story. It's called Bedtime right. Terror. She says, I just started listening a couple weeks ago, and I thought of this story right away. Six years ago, my husband and I spent a month traveling in Southern Africa. Whoa. It's It was our bucket list trip. So cool. we were staying at the African Foundation in Nambia, and our room was amazing. It was an adobe cottage, octagon-shaped, with canvas on three sides or four sides. There's a lot of sides on an octagon. So okay, that's eight sides, right? So there's canvas on three or four sides of yeah that opens up to the world. You know, apparently. So these okay. sides rolled up to the ceiling so that we were really outside. And they Ooh. they stock each of these rooms with a large jar of bird seed so we could scatter the seed around the small watering <laughs> hole. That's oh, sl- no. slightly larger than a bird bath right outside the open sides. And we saw all sorts of beautiful birds as well as small mammals and even warthogs in the afternoon. So we, oh, it's, so it's basically Lion King, man. They're it's, living, yeah, you're they're like, living the dream. You're, you're, you're living in the safari instead of going out in a truck and a Jeep out into the middle of the wilderness. You're, you're just it's, sitting there. It's just freely roaming, you know? So we went to a delicious dinner and then I joined a group uh, visiting a viewing area with floodlights, and uh, they take the kitchen scraps out each night, and we saw porcupines and gannets. I don't know. That's a new animal to me, among other things. And then we were driven right to our door, and someone mm. had, to come, had come in and closed our canvas sides and turned down our bed. And we happily got ready for bed, cheerily chatting about all that we had seen that day. Um, It was getting quite cool in the room, so I was anxious to get under the covers. I quickly slipped in the bed and then much more quickly leapt right back out of the bed, screaming, ah, there's something warm and furry in the bed. Oh, no. My husband flung back the covers and we both burst out laughing when we saw a huge hot water bottle encased in a furry covering it Mm. it looked it took about an hour for my heart to slow down enough for me to fall asleep (laughs) she thought she had got a warthog in the beds what it was oh my goodness (laughs) that just that that sounds like that is a prank in the making i I know hey we love these people let's let's put a hot water bottle in their (laughs) bed and put a furry covering on it you know yes it would be nice and warm (laughs) and then they would have Cry out in fear. And we can stand outside the, the, the canvas and listen for it every night. <laughs> that seems weird to me with, with canvas walls. I would be, I mean, that's like open to the, you would expect that something warm and fuzzy would be in your exactly. bed. Exactly. Especially after yeah. seeing warm and fuzzy things all day and experiencing all that wildlife, man. I, 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 I would have touched it with my toe. And I would have turned myself inside out. Like my foot would have traveled up into my butt. Yeah, I would be <laughs> withdrawing it so fast um, and, and, uh, and exiting that bed. Holy smack. There's just no That's way. Not, no uh, way. Yeah. You know, you, you get in somewhere, you're already expecting some weirdness and stuff. Yeah. I, I don't know. I would be afraid of bugs, really. I, I, I'm like a total dude, but when it comes to some bugs, I just... I turn into a total wimp. So. Yeah, that that would be my fear with with uh, with the t- tarpaulin side panels, is that there would be some sort of strange African 
bug spider find its way in spider that's like 10 feet long uh, and it's got whiskers and some sort of african mosquito <laughs> i don't know it'd be weird it bites itself into your room and, and pulls up a chair has a conversation before it stings you. How'd you, how'd you like the uh, water bottle? That's a pretty good joke, huh? It's, it's an amenity I would not want. I'll just say that right now. So, you can turn down the bed, but leave it cold. I don't want cool. any furry things in my feet. So anyway, uh, let's let's rewind the week. All right, I got an LBB story, and and it's Uh-oh. it's about me. I I messed up. I'm I consider myself a nice guy. I try really hard to be a nice fella. I really do, John. Mm. You you know this about me, but I believe you. Yeah, but I do. But I I've realized something about myself, and 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 it's taken years to realize is that sometimes I do things as as careful as I am, and it, there are. Tons of things, apparently, that I do that um, irritate or tick people off, and I never notice. And so for all the stuff that I try to not do, apparently part of my personality is just to to mouth off sometimes or or say something. (laughs) Like about shopping carts. Yeah. Stop being a jerk. Exactly. (laughs) And, and, And I get myself in trouble. Well... We were at, at, at uh, I want to say Chick-fil-A, but that's not right. It was uh, Silver Dollar Zaxby's. City, and oh. uh, I was close. Silver Dollar City, and we're, we're ordering food. It's a very normal thing to do. It's, yeah. it's, it's very good. The food at Silver Dollar City is absolutely good. Everything is homemade. Everything. Okay. It, it's like if Cracker Barrel opened uh, a theme park, that's what Silver Dollar City would be like, except better food. And... Uh, so we're get. I got barbecue, and and I'm gonna tell you they throw so much Ooh. meat down into this this plate, and I got baked beans and I got uh, mac and cheese that's just so gooey and thick that it was almost solid. Mm, it was just stop, oh, man. It was I very haven't had dinner very yet. Yeah, I haven't either. I haven't mm, either. That's why my memory cheese. memory is going overboard. But um, <laughs> so I asked for napkins because it's barbecue. I'm gonna need some napkins, and the guy that's I right. he, I swear to you he counts out four napkins once one napkin <laughs> for each of my family members and hands it to me and i'm there like oh i'm so irritated i'm like four napkins i was talking to my wife i'm like four napkins like we need more how are we gonna eat barbecue with just four napkins and this lady who worked there heard me and i'm and i'm Uh-oh. not i was Uh-oh. rude i was i wasn't meant to be overheard and she grabs oh, no. a hand, a fistful, like a like the th- thickness of a Bible of napkins, <laughs> and th- throws them down Bible. on the counter in front of me. And I, I'm trying to be funny now because now I realize she heard yeah. me. So I say, "Wow, that's almost too many." And, and, and <laughs> but she can't see me smiling under my mask. Oh, so she works. takes it wrong, and she's like, "Well, I tried." And I'm like, no, this is not what I intended to happen. Is it going to work? <laughs> you're, you're doing fine. I love everyone here. It's a great theme park. I don't want anybody here to hate me. Here's an extra tip. <laughs> I'm going to tip you for each napkin. We didn't need all those napkins she gave me, but uh, it was nice to have them, though. But, but, uh, mm, too many napkins, James. I just know what she was thinking. She's like, this, this, tourist jerk you know can't be, is, can't be happy about anything and i'm the guy that 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 can't stand other people that act that way at, yeah and, and i just <laughs> became that and i didn't mean to be overheard and i didn't mean for for her to throw down a a, a freaking you know uh zondervan publishing you know di- bible dictionary thickness of of, of napkins but uh-huh. uh but she did. And um, so I'm sorry, lady. I really am. <laughs> she's going to know that you're, she's going to know who she is. I didn't know. And I didn't. She's going to start listening to the show next week. That's the way our luck goes that's around funny. here. Now you've already made your uh, forgiveness or your acceptance of your apology speech. And so there, now we're good. See? Oh, good. Good. There we go. 
I feel better already, kind of. Not yeah, really, not you should. Really. But in the future, she's going to hear this and she's going to be, oh, he was just teasing. Ugh. And then she's going to feel bad about going home that night and saying, you know what? This jerk customer no! did. <laughs> yeah, she's going to feel bad about saying that's that. what happened. That's what really happened. <laughs> no, she went thing. to the back of the kitchen. She's like, there's a customer out there. I just gave him a bunch of napkins. And and he wasn't grateful for them either. So let's put something extra in his food. Uh, anyway, I <laughs> I just wanted a few more. The dude did take his time to count out four exact napkins. And I'm thinking, well, I'm noticing a trend in this COVID world. And maybe you've noticed it too. Is There's a lot of changes that restaurants and places have made that make sense. Mm. That make sense. Yeah. They They've change their menus you know sometimes you they're disposable we go to one restaurant that their their menu is now a pdf that you have to download it's very annoying hmm. um because you have to use your phone to, to right. order and um so so i understand that some changes have been made but then there's others there's other things that have been made like at silver dollar city their cook machine they had a cook machine that had uh, the thing where you could choose a cherry soda or a, a vanilla cherry soda. You could add all these different flavorings to it. Oh, yeah, yeah. This, yeah, this, but, I like those. But now, now during COVID, you can only get one product or, or one main type of soda out of the machine. What? There's no flavors. There's no nothing. It's just so, you get Coke, Diet Coke, Sprite, whatever, you know. And And I'm like, see, this is where... They're just finding ways to save money, and mm-hmm. and and it's Blaming not. It, on COVID. it has nothing to do with my safety, and that that's why I was already <laughs> hopped up about the napkins because they had, they had just told me no no so you can't have a diet cherry coke. I'm like oh, oh, oh get diet coke, and and I paid four dollars for the thing and no refills. We only refill water. I said four dollars, four dollars really, and she goes I know. And so I'd already showed my tail once, and uh, and then when the napkins thing happened, I was just I was up to here. I couldn't handle it anymore. So they were probably uh, afraid that you were gonna you know sell all the extra napkins because of the toilet paper shortage that we had uh, a while back. Yeah, that's probably what it. Well, was. Well, I'm sure they've been told to go easy on the paper products. I'm sure that's what it is. But it made <laughs> it made no sense. You 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 just gave me fifteen pounds of brisket to eat and and two bottles of uh, two <laughs> containers of, of of barbecue sauce. It's going to take me more than four napkins. Just and myself. one cup of soda to drink it down with. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh anyway, that's I, I could go on the whole show. I could make the whole show about those napkins, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I got some stuff that happened this week that's particularly interesting. Sort of maybe. So one of the cool things about being on this fantastic show that you've created for us, James, yeah, is uh, is is every now and then people find out who we are. And last week I shared a story about some of the people that I work with that found out who we are. But um, our recent crossover show with uh, with the Babylon Bee has opened up a whole bunch of other new listeners to us, which is cool. Welcome, by the way. Yeah. Um, but one of the Babylon Bee listeners. Uh, avid listeners was somebody that I had worked with a long, long time ago at the CDC. And um, he reconnected with us and then said, Hey, I, I knew John and uh, you sent me that message. And so I was able to connect with him and it's really cool to catch up with people over that. So that was pretty cool. And um, so Wayne, welcome to the list. Oh, excuse me. I burped. <laughs> 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 burped Wayne, welcome. <laughs> Sorry, brain. <laughs> Wayne. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Wayne. It's good to connect with you. I look forward to <laughs> so getting caught back up. But Johnny was playing um, Call of Duty. Uh, I think it's Call of Duty online. He he loves, you know. Shooting people, shooter. killing yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. He, I know. I feel terrible because, you know. It's you good. Know, it's good at that age to kill as many people as possible. I guess so. I their, mean, their brains are still forming. It's it's good for him. Yeah. Thanks, man. I, I <laughs> I, I don't I, let I, my kid play Foursquare or what is it called? Fortnite. Fortnite. Oh no! See, Fortnite is like Minecraft with guns. Yeah. <laughs> I'm letting, well, Johnny's 15, so you know. Yeah, I, that's true. I'm just teasing maybe. you. You 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 do you, man. Okay. Yeah, I don't let my kids read 
Harry Potter. So. Oh. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, that, was, <laughs> that was deep. That was hurtful. <laughs> I would, that's, a, that's a reference to uh, poor Christian, yeah. you know, Sudrath, the, the Sudrath years. Anyways, Johnny was playing Call of Duty and, and you know, he chats with some of these guys and he didn't know the, the, the group that he was, you know, signed up with because you don't always know when you go into the lobby of a video game, whatever. And um, so he's talking with this one kid and this kid says something about lemons and he says, because, you know, lemons, lemons. And oh. John was like, do you listen to that story show? And the guy was like, yeah. And you know, ah. Johnny's trying to trying to say, well, my dad's like the co-host and the kid didn't believe him. Ah. I didn't believe him. So, <laughs> so we have listeners in the call of duty uh, world. Out world. There. Yeah. That's cool. But uh, that's not, that's not my real weekly update. Okay. That's just kind of cool stuff. That is very cool though. That's, yeah, that's like when I moved to Florida for the first yeah. time and I walked into the Chick-fil-A. It only happened once. It's only the only time I've ever been, uh, picked out in a crowd is yeah. uh i was at chick-fil-a and a guy comes up to me he says you're james kennison right and i said yeah he's like <laughs> i love nobody's listening and it was nobody's no. listening back then and and i'm like well thanks man i and then he just walks away and that was right. it <laughs> he just he, he didn't shake my hand he didn't make a big deal he just he just i guess he was just uh you know just, Maybe a little socially awkward or something and didn't, and, yeah. but he just wanted to confirm for his own self that he had seen me yeah. and that I, you know, but he didn't introduce himself or anything. He just, you know, that was it. So that was my big claim to fame is I've been recognized one time, you know, and that's uh, crazy randomly in public. So that's and, awesome. And, and that Never that, got his name or anything. No, but to oh, get wow. recognized in Call of Duty, that's pretty cool. That Well, that, I mean- at least the show was recognized. That's pretty neat. Because, uh, you know, lemons, lemons. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's that's crazy. It, do, James, do you do you keep your phone on vibrate? I, I don't. I, I have you it don't? on ring and vibrate. Ring and vibrate. I, I don't like my phone ever to alert the world when it rings. Okay. Uh, that's, you know, everything. So, I... I have everything like my watch vibrates and my, my phone vibrates. And so I, it, that's how I know when I get a phone call, but occasionally you'll get these, you'll get these, you know, I don't know. They're like a phantom phone call or something because you'll feel a vibration and, and nothing's there. Yeah, I get that. And do you, do you, I well, do. Here, I, I, I'm going to name it. I'm going to call it the Higgins effect. Okay. Okay. Because there's there's a guy at our school. He's the guy I talked about last week that that discovered one of the guys that discovered a, uh, that it, we do this show. And um, I was sitting in the office just working on Chromebooks or something. And he he just kind of pipes up and says, "Hey, you you know that feeling that you get when when you have a phone that vibrates, but it's not really there." And and then he goes on to name this feeling, and he calls it the phantom tingles. <laughs> so. <laughs> So he's like, he's like asking the people in the office, do you get phantom tingles? Um, I'm not sure I should answer that. Without- <laughs> That's exactly the response of some of the people there. <laughs> and they, almost kind of scolding them with their responses, but he I don't think Jesus phantom approves tingles. of phantom tingles. I'm pretty <laughs> sure there's scripture that bans that kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> Well, just for the record, you know, I get phantom tingles. So what do you call it, though? You said it was the... the I called it the Higgins effect. I named it after him. Okay, good. The, Last name is Higgins. The phantom tingles is called the Higgins effect now. Yeah, yeah. my my boss, uh, David, my friend, David, he, he, he started talking about how he got to a certain age and started feeling the, these vibrations in his leg. <laughs> and I thought yeah. he was crazy. And then I hit 40 and I started feeling them, too. And, uh, yeah. yeah, occasionally I'll reach down and slap my hip, you know, thinking my phone's ready to go. And no, no, it's nothing. No. It's so, the phantom tingles. It's, I'm not going to call it that. I'm calling it the Higgins <laughs> effect. That sounds a lot better. Phantom tingles sounds like a, a pet name or something. That sounds like some sort of little spirit devil craw- spirit crawling devil. up your backside and, and, and just opening, Ooh. opening it up a little bit. And, and, and then blowing, <laughs> blowing on you. Stop. <laughs> so, so gross. I'm sorry I went there, but that's what it sounds like to me. The phantom tingles. 
<laughs> I just got the shivers for the phantom tables. Oh, gosh. All right. Like sugared. Uh, <laughs> there's an old <laughs> reference. Uh, all right. Cynthia from St. Joseph, Missouri. She and um, a fellow named Fred responded to my request. You might remember that I asked yeah. people to write in if they had anything uh, memorized or, or any kind of evidence of old middle school love notes. Oh. And so uh, we have two people that responded. And uh, so she says, I dug up my old journals because I knew I had one saved. And I found this on my desk in eighth grade. And it said the following, Cynthia, (laughs) Cynthia, which was spelled wrong. I, I have had a crush on you ever since I saw you. I dream about you basically misspelled every night. Are you single love Sly Fox? (laughs) So the kid didn't even put his real name on there. Just in case, just in case, <laughs> just to save face, he's putting his wrong name on there. Sly Fox. I should have gone. I should have given this guy <laughs> some credit for apparently seeing my inner beauty. She says because I very closely resembled Anne Hathaway as Mia Thermopolis in the Princess Diaries before the makeover, with the bushy what? brown hair, the Groucho Marx eyebrows, and eyeglasses. In the end, it turns out he was. A very sly fox. He never made himself known. And at the, at the end of the year, aspiring to be a great detective, I made all the boys in my drama class sign my yearbook and then compare the handwriting to the note. And I figured oh. out its author. You Sherlock. <gasps> you Sherlock there. You Columbo. But you go. in a very uh, anticlimactic end to the story, I never did anything about it. Oh, Cynthia no. from St. Joseph, Missouri. <laughs> Cynthia. That is exactly what I wanted right there. That's, that's awesome. That's perfect. I knew there would be some Man. good, there was some gold there to dig for. So uh, Fred writes in, he says, in a recent episode, you talked about love notes from middle school days. He said, I didn't keep any of the notes and I for sure do not have uh, the one that immediately comes to mind, but this took place back in sixth grade in 1986 and I was I was going with, which is a strange term because we never actually went anywhere, this one girl. And that's what we used to call it. I told my kids that. Yeah. You would say, I'm going with so-and-so. And it, yeah. does, it does sound weird. But uh, Where are you going with do, do, do you go with her? Yeah. Yeah. I, we go together. That's what we would yeah. say. But, yeah, we're going out. Yeah. Um, but I developed a crush on another girl. He said, I was going oh. out with this one girl, but I developed a crush on a second girl. And I wrote the girl that I had a crush on a note. That more or less asked her, hey, if I break up with my girlfriend, would you go out with me? <laughs> not only not only was it a resounding no, but I also lost the first girl in this whole oh. thing. I was the most I was the most hated boy in the sixth grade for a while. <laughs> oh no. Two timer in sixth grade, dude. Hey, he, uh, he, he must have signed his name. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Yeah, you He's need to take a note Sly from Fox Sly no. Fox. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry weirdo. Anyway, however, that is not saying too much because there were only 26 students in the sixth grade. Anyway, the, oh, okay. the girl I was originally going with eventually forgave me and we became boyfriend, girlfriend again until I moved nine months later. Fred. Oh. So Fred, you sly dog, <laughs> you sly Fox, you, <laughs> you sly Fox. Yeah. I bet you he got the phantom tingles. Oh gosh. <laughs> I can't even say that anymore. It's the Wilhelm effect or whatever you said it was. I it's can't, the Higgins effect. The Higgins yeah. effect. Yeah. That's what I'm calling it. Because I've already told go. you what I hear every time I hear about <laughs> Phantom Tingles. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. I want to say thanks to a couple of patrons, uh, brand new patrons. Ryan Schultz became a patron at $5 a month. So we appreciate Whoa. that. Thanks, and then Ryan. Peggy Hudson. Um, took advantage of a brand new ability in Patreon. She became an annual uh, <gasps> patron. And so thank you so much for your wow. $5 a month uh, paid annually. So if, you're, if you've been thinking about uh, checking out Patreon and supporting us, uh, now you can pay annually and you don't have to worry about any kind of monthly fee or anything. And there's, your, there's a discount. Cool. There's a 16% discount if you really? go annually. Yeah. So we appreciate you guys. Thank you so yeah. much for your support. And thanks to all of our patrons 
who support yeah. us. Uh, now, speaking of support, we have some iTunes reviews brought to you by mypodcastreviews.com where you can get your podcast reviews for free for a single episode or for a single show uh, from from all over the world uh, because That's there are cool. different iTunes stores and um, and you don't you don't know about them. So anyway, we had seven new reviews this week. I'll read a couple of them. Five wow. stars. He says, I love the podcast. I started listening when I was 10 and I'm 15 now. Oh, man. So this podcast keeps me sane when I'm learning to drive with my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom's learning to drive, too? Uh, <laughs> That's what I see the two of them just like. <laughs> we figured this out. I don't understand, son. So that was from Ella Gilbert. I don't know how to say your name. but Ella Gilbert? Yeah, there you go. Ella Gilbert. Ella Gilbert. Uh, Christian podcast. This Christian podcast uh, is for the entire family, especially for kids under 10. That is not true, by the way. Rated E for everyone, 10 and up. Yeah, This is a whole yeah. lot of fun. I heard about it on the Babylon B podcast and decided to subscribe. So thank well, you for thank that. You, yeah. I have, I've been going back in time and listening to old episodes, and I really appreciate the genuine and authentic nature of the hosts. Wow. James wow. and John. Man. Christians don't have to be stuffy and boring. We can be real and authentic people who thinks farts are funny. <laughs> Amen to that, brother. I look forward to sharing my stories with them and the audience in the future. Rush 19 Tower. So there we go. Hilarious podcast, says Jacket 10. My wife found this podcast when we were looking for something funny to listen to on a road trip. We listened to the most recent episode at the time. And after that, I decided to start from the beginning. Isn't that what oh, people man. do? It's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm currently on episode one. 118 and every episode has been great hilarious oh, stories and great co-host to jacket 10 and then lastly uh will schultz says uh it's a great podcast heard about this on the babylon b and thought i'll check it out i love the podcast but but the true uh -oh. carmen story broke my heart <laughs> oh, he says ethan and kyle will be so sad <laughs> <laughs> hopefully they won't listen to that episode <laughs> Hmm. I hope not. That would We're never going to have them back on our show again. Yeah, hmm. they'll they'll never have us back. It's true. But I, it's funny though. I had another uh, listener, a Babylon B listener, that said they're not going to care. They've had people who who <laughs> knew Carmen personally on the show, so um, it's not exactly true. So they may have also fibbed a little bit too. But uh, uh, anyway, the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Let's, let's do some listener stories. All right, this one's called Tenderize the Texan Way. And it comes to us from Seth from Weatherford, Texas. Hey, James and John. I hope you are both managing to stay sane during all this COVID madness. We're trying, man. We're trying. But these <laughs> you have to be sane first, right? Yeah, yeah it helps to start <laughs> sane. I just recently started listening to your podcast, and I have to say I appreciate the, cap the capability you both have 
to make people laugh while keeping the content clean. Oh well, my goodness. Take a lot of baths and eat a lot of soap. That's how it works. Yep, that's right. Anyway, there's one of my favorite and most vividly remembered stories. Uh, here's one of them. I hope you enjoy it. I was about nine or um, it, it was about nine or so years ago when I was staying the night at a friend's house, dutifully charged with picking up dinner for that night. My friend and I convinced his family that Pizza Hut was the best option. Since my friend had recently mm. gotten his driver's license, he and I set out by ourselves for the first time in his stepdad's very large pickup truck, and we went for a ride that I would not soon forget. Uh-oh. <laughs> right outside of his subdivision was a four-lane highway, two lanes one way, two lanes the opposite, with several turnaround medians perforated along the entire stretch of highway. As we turned onto it, we had noticed that there was something very large in the middle of our left lane, and we were going too fast to swerve and avoid it. It was an entirely intact dead deer. Oh. Since we live in Texas, it was very likely that some country boy who had probably used a to- who probably had a used toilet in his front yard, possibly John. Had- <laughs> it's in the backyard now. <laughs> it's, it's very likely that some country boy had gone hunting and was taking the deer back to his house to dress and clean it. And it kind of slid out the back of his truck. So this was entirely <laughs> possible. Given the fact that we were in my friend's stepdad's big old truck, we were able to go over the obstacle without actually hitting it. So that's nice. Oh, and that's a, that's, that's cool. It's a, a large truck. That is a large truck. Yeah. After processing what we'd just seen, for some reason, our tiny teenager brains thought that we finally had the chance to be the good Samaritans our parents had always wished we'd become, and we turned around to pull it off the highway. Or maybe we just turned around to stare at it. I don't know. (laughs) Not the point of the story. Anyway, we turned around at one of the medians, and we were now on the shoulder of the highway just staring at this dead deer. And it wasn't too long before a little white car pulled off into the median right next to the deer. And a woman got out in a very thick Texas twangy accent. She shouted us, are y'all fixing to pull this off? As soon as she finished her sentence and before we could respond, a silver car hits this large dead deer going somewhere between 70 and 90 miles an hour and just sprayed this poor woman with a tidal wave of deer blood. Oh, that's sick. (laughs) That car turned the deer into the world's worst super soaker. Oh, that's that's even worse. I might also add the woman's car door was wide open. Oh, no. And the scene can only be described as Moses turning the Nile River into blood meets the fast and the furious <laughs> traumatized. The woman lets out the most ear piercing screech we'd ever oh, heard. And like a spooked no. barnyard animals, we turned tail and we quickly got back in the truck and sped <laughs> <Yeah>. off. <laughs> so much for being good. Samaritan. Exactly. There's no here, ma'am. Let us help you get that cleaned up. <laughs> no, we're gone. Let me, let me go to Silver Dollar City and get some napkins for you. <laughs> okay, what's up? We'll clean it up. Uh, <laughs> I think our tiny teenager brains had been overwhelmed with so much gore and so many missed social cues. <laughs> we just went into full fight or flight, and boy, did we flee. <laughs> I hope this makes it on the show, guys. Y'all are so oh, funny. Man. I've become a regular listener, Seth, from Weatherford, Texas. Oh, man. <laughs> I can't imagine that. <laughs> Y'all fix the pull this off. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> that would be when you would hear the screech and the F-bomb. <laughs> Wait, that that that's worth of the the pandemonium uh oh oh, oh yeah hold on <laughs> yeah you, you get hit with that and this is what you hear <laughs> <laughs> the chaos the blood the carnage the gristle <laughs> it's too much i can't handle life let's get out of here <laughs> oh my goodness uh, that got me coughing. So. Oh man, <laughs> that's too good. Carter, good one, wide Seth. open, just blood oh. splatter everywhere. <laughs> He's the world's worst super sucker. <laughs> if that doesn't give you the phantom tingles, I don't know. Ah, God. <laughs> Sorry. 
Okay. All right. James, you like pranks? I I like other people pranking other people. I don't I, like being I, pranked. I'm, a good, I'm not a good recipient of pranks, and I'm not really very good at dishing them out either, okay. just because I'm afraid of what repercussions I'll get. Yeah. So, like, I'll watch YouTube pranks all day. Right, right. As long right. as they're not, like, mean-spirited ones. I'm just good, fun pranks. Uh, that's what kind of like. But our next story is about pranks, man. This is uh this comes to us from Nick and uh I think you're going to enjoy this. My name is Nick and I have a funny story to share with you from last fall. I recently finished my first year at Harvey Mudd College, a science and engineering school in Southern California known for its nerdy students and elaborate pranks. Oh boy. I, a nerdy nerds probably come up with some pretty good pranks, I'm thinking. I would imagine, you know, they're competitive yep. by nature yeah. and and creative, yeah. And it's a it's a science and engineering school, so there's probably got to be some really crazy stuff happening. Oh there. wow, yeah, I couldn't imagine. Like those MIT students and their pranks. Anyhow, a month or so after I moved in, my roommate and I noticed that an upperclassman on our dorm named Howard had written something on the whiteboard of his door. We got a little closer and saw that the whiteboard read "Frosh, put something on my door." and left a dry erase marker underneath for us to write stuff. We were frosh, also known as freshmen, ourselves. So we felt compelled to put something on his door. But we knew it had to be creative. There were already some things written on the door on, on the whiteboard, mostly math jokes and Star Wars quotes, because we're a bunch of nerds. But we could do better, and we knew this. And so we decided to take Howard's instruction and put something on his door, and we would do it quite literally, maybe a tad too literally. Hmm. Using dozens of adhesive strips and lots of elbow grease, we stuck my desk chair to Howard's door <laughs> after he left his room. <laughs> Howard had asked us to put something on his door, and that we did. Yes, you did. Yes. We ran back into our room, all proud of ourselves, you know, like because we're freshmen. We're, 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 we're sticking it to the upperclassmen. We were eager to see the look on Howard's face as he noticed the chair stuck to his door. Howard was definitely surprised by his new door decoration, but not as much as we were when he had revealed to us that he was indeed the captain of the college's prank club. What? There's such a thing as a prank club? <laughs> I can't. And there's a president? <laughs> yeah. No, captain. Oh, captain. captain. Goodness. Ladies and gentlemen, I am in fact the captain of the college prank club because, you know, we're a bunch of nerds here <laughs> at, uh, what was the name of that called? Harvey Mudd College. Um. Sorry, you know, that's not a nerd voice. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sounded good to but, me. But um okay. So uh and 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 not only is he the captain of the prank club, he also never lets any prank go unresponded to. So as Frosh, we were a bit nervous, but nonetheless curious to see how Howard would respond. A week or so later, my roommate and I walked back to our room after our morning classes like we always did. But this time, after we walked up the stairs to get to our room, we spotted a desk chair taped to our door. We opened the door to find a load of other desk chairs all <laughs> over our room in the most inconvenient places. There were chairs on our beds, mm. a chair in the sink, even a tall stack of chairs on top of our desks that were so tall we needed a step stool to remove them without damaging anything. There were so many chairs. It was pretty much impossible to get from one side of the room to the other without tripping over one. That's <laughs> a lot of chairs. But wait, there's more. Our dorm lounge is known for its excessive collection of clocks. I'd estimate that we have 40 or 50 of them all over the walls. And let me remind you, we're all a bunch of nerds, okay? So don't question it. Yeah. And so Howard saw fit to relocate these clocks to our room because apparently the boatload of chairs wasn't enough. You know, that's the thing about pranks, right? Yeah. You have to Once go. it gets started, you got to one up. Yeah. So that's why I can only, never do it. That's why I can't yeah. do it because I am very um, competitive by nature, mm. believe it or not. And I don't like to lose and I'm very creative. And so I think of pranks that are horrible, like, <laughs> like that are so bad. And and great, they're great, but they're evil, and that's why mm. I can't do it. I I 
I could tell you a story. I won't do it here because you're right in the middle of a story. But I, <laughs> I, there were these two competing pranking uh, hotel rooms full of kids, and I <laughs> somehow managed to get both of them pranked uh, as they were trying to prank each other. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, maybe I should share it someday, but anyway, go should. ahead. Okay. Well, well, Howard saw fit to relocate all the clocks to their room because apparently the boatload of chairs wasn't enough. It was that night I learned that the ticking of dozens of clocks next to your face is not conductive to good sleep. <laughs> My roommate and I spent the better part of an hour removing the batteries from all these clocks, <laughs> which was particularly difficult because half of them were hidden. And one was particularly well hidden, and it had an alarm set for 3 a.m., which we didn't discover, of course, until it went off. Uh, and another one of the clocks I didn't find until I opened my suitcase to pack for winter break three months <laughs> later. <laughs> Where did this come from? Uh, Talk about keeping time. Oh, and the best part. Howard and his minions managed to drag the massive grandfather clock from the dorm lounge into our room, which was particularly impressive because doing so required carrying it up a tall flight of stairs. Wow. We decided to keep this clock in our room for the remainder of the year as it provided some nice decor. And everybody knows college dorms could use some nice decor. That and they didn't want to move that joker back down there. That's right. That's right. We'll let maintenance take care of this when they come clean our room at the end of the semester. Yeah, we ain't moving this clock. Yeah, so thanks for that, Howard. And just so you know, Nick, uh, Howard's probably going to wind up listening to this show soon. So you're going to have that to deal with. Uh, In the end, we learned our lesson. Don't prank the captain of the prank club. Yeah. And expect to get away with it. Goodness. As a follow-up, Howard and I are now friends. And I have even joined the prank prank club myself. I love the podcast. And thank you for being a source of positivity during these challenging times. I'm sure – it will help me get through this upcoming semester of online classes, Nick. <laughs> you are welcome, Nick. Thanks for that awesome story. It reminds me of the good old days of when I was in college and I never, ever pulled a prank on anyone. Really? Yeah, I bet. No, I did some phone call pranks. I think that was about all for me. Uh, this one is called Almost But Not Quite. It's from Nathan. Hi, James and John. I'm 14. I love the show. I guess this is middle school drama because I'm a teenager. Okay, if you say um, so. Uh, um, Dang it. Uh-huh. Move out of the way, stupid. Anyways, one day I was babysitting my neighbor who was about nine, and he was, let's just say, obsessed with his Xbox. His mom specifically said that he shouldn't be playing on the Xbox the entire time she was gone. He obviously wanted to, and he started playing without me, telling him he could. So I bargained with him. I would hide that controller, like hide and seek, and if he found it, well, he could play. Or he, brilliant. Or he could wait to play a little later. Well, he counted while I hid the controller in the best spot ever, in a weird junk drawer in the garage. So he finishes counting, and he looked everywhere. He looked through every room, every cabinet, every drawer. And right before he got to the junk drawer where the controller was, he gave up. He stopped looking. If he had just opened one more drawer, he would have been able to play Xbox 30 minutes early. (laughs) (laughs) Hopes this post gets on the show, Nathan. That's, That's perfect. awesome. <laughs> Man, I need to do that with my guys. <laughs> my yeah. Kids. Let's play a game. You want to play Xbox? Let's play Xbox. It's called Find <laughs> the Freaking Controller. Oh, oh man. I'm going to hide the, the router. <laughs> you want Wi-Fi? Let me yeah. Just, find the <laughs> router. You want to watch YouTube videos? Eh, you got to find it. There it is. Mm. That would be great. I think that's Good a genius job. move on the on Nathan's part. That's a great idea. I wonder if they teach that in babysitting school. Ah, uh, Nathan, you're a babysitter. babysitter. You're a little babysitter. <laughs> babysitter school. Ah. Uh, Xboxes. So, yeah. Well, I I don't know about that, but I've got I've got something perfectly timed for us. And it comes to us from Eva. And it's another middle school story. Oh. Well, yeah. I better play. Um, uh, um, uh, move out of the way, stupid. Move out of the way, stupid. Hey, James and John, I'm Eva. Eva? Eva. And I'm 12, and I'm in seventh grade. I've been listening for about a month now. 
Let me just say right before I begin, I really love your podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Eva. I know you probably hear this a ton, but recently I put down my cat and you've helped me laugh my way through that. So Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm did sorry you, about your cat. Yeah, did you do it yourself? I mean, that could be tough. She said yeah. she she put down her cat and I'm like, usually cat people do that, you know. Yeah, like uh, we, I put down my cat all the time. Like she jumps up on the couch and I put her down on the floor. Yeah. Or she like looks at me because I haven't fed her yet and I call her names. So sorry, that's not nice. Sorry about your cat, Eva. I'm, okay. I'm I'm going to say the opposite. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> You're I'm, not sorry. I'm, I'm not sorry. <laughs> I'm a jerk. John's a jerk and he's not nice. Uh, no, I am I'm not. I'm the jerk. I'm I'm just <laughs> saying that I'm glad you found a way to laugh through putting your cat down. That's what I'll yeah. say. I'll say that. And so, it's crazy that our show I'm, helped do that. I'm glad there's one less cat in the world. So, <laughs> Come on. Cats are nice. No, not in, in my world. They're not. They're evil. So Yeah, well, in your world. Okay, so this story is a middle school drama story. To give you some context, I go to a Christian school, naturally, as my dad is a pastor. Now that I've told you that, I'll start with my story. I was, uh, should I read this in a middle school voice? I, it's so well written. I don't think. I, I don't think to. so. We, we save yeah. that for when they're bad. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I was sitting with my friends in Wednesday morning chapel when pastors come in and preach to all of us. In the opening prayer, we all bowed our heads and the pastor began, our beloved father, fill the room with the sweet aroma of. <laughs> <laughs> Someone let out a giant fart. <laughs> Oh man, that that's that's hilarious. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just funny. I'm sorry that's funny, but it just is. The timing of the fart. I'm sorry. <laughs> you got fart on the brain, John. <laughs> the timing of the timing of the prayer was perfect. And worst of all, or best of all, depending on how you see it was that the blaring fart came from the oldest teacher in the school. <laughs> it was a teacher. <laughs> and it was Miss Susie. Miss oh, Susie. Oh, no, you can't call Miss Susie out. <laughs> she'll she'll find the show, man. She's going to listen to this show, and she's going to be like, that was not me, and I'm not the oldest teacher in the school. Oh, my God. The pastor finished the prayer with amen, and me and my friends laughed about it for the next week. Eva. <laughs> how do you know it was Miss Susie? That's that's how I want to know. Yeah. Eva, how did you know? Miss Susie was sitting over there next to her kids. That's what it was. Yeah, and and she was let like... that out, and all her kids looked at her. That's what happened. Because <laughs> everybody had their heads bowed, eyes closed. They hear the fart. Everybody looks up in that direction, and, and you can just tell by triangulation where the fart uh, came from. There you go. You just follow the eyes. Yeah. Where's everybody looking? That's where the fart came from. That was yeah. the origin. And it was uh, Miss Susie. So Miss Susie is farter of the year. She wins. She wins. She's the she's the queen of the toots. Gosh, I wonder, did she save it up and release it at that time? Or did it sneak <laughs> up on her? Because did she time it? Or did was it just timed by the Holy Spirit? You know? <laughs> Yes, yes. It had to have been the spirit. The pastor was like, our beloved father, fill this room with the sweet aroma. I mean, it's Why already a sweet aroma. Yeah, it's already an overdone prayer. I mean, you're praying in front of kids. If you're saying my beloved father and filling rooms with the sweet aroma. Yeah, <laughs> you're, was- you're hamming it up already. You need Miss a fart Susie. in your prayer. So... <laughs> let's hear your spirit miss Susie just just did what what the spirit told her to do and uh oh, man. he filled the the air with the aroma so <laughs> you never know they always say you never know when when you're going to be used as a vessel uh, of god you know mm. but Susie found her day her day was right there she got used miss Susie. man i 
I had friends when we were in chapel and in school that would like rub the bottom of their chair and it would sound like a fart mm-hmm. and they kept doing it and I would get in you know trouble because I'd be laughing like an idiot. <laughs> and so everybody would assume it was me. Maybe, maybe Miss Susie got the giggles over her own toot and that's how everybody knew it was her. Yeah. Who knows? But it's a great story, Eva. Thank you for sending it in. This, yes. this one's called Challenged Hippie Chick. Comes to us from Tony from Greenwood, Indiana. Hi, this is Tony Clementine from Greenwood, in, uh, Indiana. I'm glad you told us your real name because I would not have given you a female gender. But she said, <laughs> I, I got another one for you, and I'm all out until one of my kids does something amusing. So when I was nine years old, I was camping with my family at the Hidden Paradise Campground in St. Paul, Indiana. And there was a large group of flower children having a wedding. It was probably around 11 p.m. And I was hanging out alone on a jungle gym, enjoying the temperature dropping. A young Mm. hippie chick climbed onto the jungle gym with me. It was pitch black out. And by the light of the various tiki torches, I could just make out that she was in her early 20s. I got along very well with adults and I struck up a conversation about nothing And we talked for a while, and eventually she asked what color my eyes were, and I said blue. And all I heard was far out, and a flash of yellow light appeared before my eyes, blinding me slightly. I instinctively (laughs) pulled back to see that she had cracked a lighter to see the color of my eyes. And then, I kid you not, she said, whoa, don't fear the flame. (laughs) Don't fear the flame. I was yeah, far out, man. I was a pretty astute kid, and I immediately decided to climb down and get as far away from this nutcase as possible. Wow. Tony from Greenwood, Indiana. Man. Well, don't wow. fear the flame, dude. <laughs> don't fear it, man. It's like totally cool and awesome and stuff. I'll tell you, Miss Susie would need to fear the flame <laughs> if it came near her. in the sweet aroma (laughs) but yeah i don't uh, hippie chick cracking a lighter next to you is scary that is Uh, trippy why would you ask it i don't know why would you ask somebody what color their eyes are because you're a weird hippie person that's why you're just a weirdo and that's what they do so you're tripping out, man. Tripping out, man. I love I love hippies just like I love everybody else, but they are weird and they know it. <laughs> and, you, and if you're a hippie, you just need to own it that you're weird. You're off right, from center, and uh, that's why you talk like that. So totally. Whoa! <coughs> don't fear the flame, Pharrell. Don't fear the flame. I'm just I know gonna like burn on the monkey bar. Just gonna burn your eyes out. No big deal. <laughs> oh man, we got don't a voicemail. Oh, don't worry, what? Don't worry, it's just fire. It's just fire. It's just one of the most destructive materials on the planet. No big. Anyway, we got a voicemail, and it's called Secondhand Mace. It comes to us from Eric Fisher. Here it goes. Hello, James and John, or other co-host. This is Eric 2.0. And one day, my wife and I, we were at home, and we decided that we really needed to clean our house. We had neglected it for a while, just with life and running around. And so I decided to start working on the office, which is in the back of our house, um, right next to our master bedroom. And my wife was going to start on the kitchen, cleaning out our junk drawers and things like that. And so I'm in the back office going through papers and whatnot, and next thing I hear while I'm going through everything is my wife call from the kitchen my mace still works mm-hmm. I sat there for a second um, clearly I didn't hear that right what my mace still works she responds okay so she said my mace still works my mace now I knew that there was a bottle an old bottle of mace that I'd got her for self-defense in that junk drawer. Like pepper spray, right? But I was hoping and praying that she didn't actually test it out. (laughs) What do you mean your mace still works? I sprayed it in the trash can. Uh, Keep in mind, this is all happening very, very quickly within, you know, 
five seconds, this whole thing went down. Uh-oh. And I'm thinking, that's a cylindrical trash can. That mace comes out in a vapor. That's going to come back at you. <laughs> so I called back. Uh, that wasn't a good idea. Why? Three, <laughs> two, one. <laughs> She's coming down the hallway. She's hacking up both lungs. She can't see. Her eyes are watering. She walks right past the office into the master bedroom. That's why I say <laughs> she sits on the oh, bed. She's man. crying. She's coughing. I go in there and make Aubrey. sure she's okay. Trying to get her to take deep breaths just to kind of get that stuff out of her system. Oh, like, breathe it in deeper. Why did you test that out? I wanted to make sure it worked. Yeah. Why did you spray it in the house? <laughs> Where else was I supposed to spray it? Outside. <laughs> I didn't think it would work. If you had a gun and it was, and you didn't think it was loaded, would you still pull the trigger? Well, no. Same thing. Oh, man. So I sat there. I made sure she was okay. Made sure husband she of could, the year, uh, by the still way. Still breathe and everything. And yeah. then I got to thinking, I got to get this, this smell out of our house. Oh. Guess whose job that was? Yeah, it was mine. Oh, so I, <laughs> I built up the courage and stood up and walked down the hall and went to the kitchen. To give you an idea of how much mace was sprayed, there was a paper towel sitting on the top of the trash can that normally they're white. It was an orangish brown by this point. Mm. So it was very, it it was dosed in this stuff. (laughs) Sprayed it like hairspray. And uh, so I built up the courage and I closed that trash can or the bag. And sure enough, that vapor came right back uh. out into my face. <laughs> and if you've never been maced before, now keep in mind, this is secondhand. So it wasn't like I was spraying the face. This was just the vapor that was left over. Uh. Um, it's like having someone squeeze your lungs, all the air out of your lungs. It's hard to breathe. Mm. And uh, it's like cold. It is, they felt hot. And so I... Tied the bag up and ran outside and threw the trash bag away and came back in and opened up all the windows, all the doors, turned on the attic fan and just prayed to God that we survived the next however long it lasted <laughs> in our house. Um, oddly enough, all the, uh, both of our dogs that were sitting on the couch seemed very unfazed by this. I don't know how that <laughs> happened, but dogs. Are anyway, um, don't spray mace inside, <laughs> especially into a cylindrical object like a trash can. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's all I got. <laughs> Keep up the good work. Uh, appreciate everything you guys do and, uh, take care. All right. Thank you for your voicemail. That's a public service announcement right there. Yeah, it is. It is. My daughter you know. sprayed mace on our furniture. What? Yeah, she did. And, and it, and I found out the weirdest way possible because I was just sitting on the couch one day. And all of a sudden, my eyes started burning for no reason. And, I'm, and I'm, I'm telling my wife, it's so weird. I'm just sitting here. My eyes are starting to burn. And I got up and put water in them, flushed it, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And then and then weeks later, like a couple weeks later, my son is sitting on the couch. And he's like, oh, my eyes. And I'm like, there's something that has happened here. We've got to get to the bottom of it. And, and I'm possessed. And, and and after, I can't remember what I did, but I did some sleuthing and come to find out my daughter had found my wife's mace in her purse and had sprayed it onto the dumb couch arm. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's one of those things where you ask your kid, why did you do that? And they're just, they, they give you no answer because yeah, they don't know. there literally is no reason. And they can't think, why did you do that? I don't know. So yeah, there's there's no uh, like the right no, thing to do at the time, just, Dad. Just want to try it out, you know. Just try it out. Well, anyway, mm. that's our story for the or our uh, our show. Is that what's called? That's our, yeah, that's it's our a show. That's our show for that's this week. Show. So there you go. Um, thank you so much to all our storytellers. Uh, do you have yeah. a funny life story? Have you ever gotten into your African bed and felt a furry water bottle? Have you ever splattered, been splattered by deer guts on the side of a highway? 
How about accidentally pranked by the king of pranks and dealt with the overwhelming repercussions? Have you ever had a moment of genius hiding in an Xbox controller from an over-gamed adolescent with an attention deficit? Have you had a fart go off exactly in the spot God himself would have chosen to include it in a prayer? <laughs> have you ever nearly burned to death by a, a, have a, a half-high hippie chick? Have you ever had your wife fill the house with face-melting aroma of pepper spray? Whatever your story is, send your stories, email or audio to thatstoryshow at gmail.com. And if we used your story, we owe you a sticker. Email us your address. Thatstoryshow.com is the website. Review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. And thanks to our patrons for your support. With special thanks to our producers, James Spangler, Jennifer Kennison, Eric Kube, Dave O'Keefe, Yanu Streetspec, and Carrie Wright. Join the club and get more from your favorite podcast today at patreon.com slash that story show. And remember, when something weird, annoying, embarrassing, or painful happens to you, don't get stressed, don't get depressed, just think, hey, this belongs on that story show. We'll see you guys later. Thanks, John. Thanks, James. You're the man. No, you are. No, you and your phantom tingles. <laughs> the Higgins effect. The Higgins effect, exactly. Yes. We'll see you later. I'm feeling a tingle right now. <laughs> you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.